you know, I actually think I'm getting kind of comfortable now doing um, these podcasts. I'm just sitting here on my bed, just nothing really to do, but kind of chilled out, flaked out at the moment. And the idea of how to deal with loss came into my head. So I just kind of started writing a few notes and bits. I decided to do a podcast on it because I was actually going to write up my other page, but I felt like it would have been too, not too long of a topic, but just a bit, they want to write to an essay, you know. But what am I going to talk about today? I'm going to talk about um, how to deal with loss, how to perceive loss, um, kind of how to, like the hedonic treadmill, like how to, like why material, materialistic items don't make us happy, etc., etc. And I'm going to start off with perceiving loss, like stoicism or his stoicism. It's like a. Uh, I'd be following that kind of sort of philosophy. And if you aren't like too familiar with it, you should probably look it up because it's incredibly interesting insight on or topic that I've got into the last few months. And basically these stories are like a group of people with a lot of the fundamental all the fundamental basics of Christian religion based on like these stoic principles. But it was basically, I'll try not to get into too much of a history lesson here, but it was basically formed in ancient Greece, if I remember correctly. And it was adopted by the Romans, most families by Marcus Aurelius, Aurelius, Aurelius Marcus Aurelius. Yeah, I think that I think that's how you pronounce it now. And he was like one of the greatest emperors of all time, and was one of the key Stoics, like amongst others, such as like Epictetus and Epictetus. And so you know, you know, you don't want to get in that. Well, I hope you do anyway. If you don't, just look it up. It's kind of interesting. But um, this is Stoicism, or way a living is essentially focusing on the internal rather than the external. Like it's the, it's the foundation or <clears throat> blueprint for happiness. Like it's all based around what you could control rather than what you can't. So for example, the things that you can't control are like your actions and your, uh, internal state. And these things that you can't control, like everything, like such as what people think, like, the external, that's the things you can't control or can't, sorry, can't control. It's like such what people think of you, what, you know, what the weather is like, uh, what the traffic is like, you know, yada, yada, yada. So you don't want to get in that. So basically you should focus on the external versus the internal because if you focus on the ex- on the external too much, ultimately it's going to make you very unhappy. But coming back to this kind of perceived loss, it's like one of the things that the historics do that is they practice perceived loss like they preach about having an attachment to physical items like for example having attachment to when materialistic things is not really a great way to find happiness because you'll see this loops into modern science so like there's this thing that i've kind of briefly touched upon before it's known as the hedonic treadmill and it's essentially when you want something you can imagine having it so you create this some sort of idea in your head that let's say for example a new car like you hate your current car as it's like i don't know old and you've had it for years and it's not appealing really to look at anymore and then this new car like you begin to imagine yourself in it like driving it immerse yourself in it like you know moving your hands through the wheel smelling the new like the new smell etc 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 you know i'm not going to go on about having a new car but you decide to buy it anyway and the build-up is very very exciting and 
I don't know, take it, you go to the dealership, sign a few forms, pay for it, wherever way you want to pay for it. I, I'm not going to comment, but you, uh, like once you get it, you feel great. You're driving around in it, you're using exits to go anywhere. Like you, you put some of your belongings in it. You constantly take, like take care of it and clean it. And like this materialistic thing makes you feel really, really good. And eventually a few weeks or even a few months down the line and you gradually begin to care less about it. Like, you care less and less and less as the novelty begins to wear off. Like when you you'd bring everything out of the car when you're home, like you might just leave it there and now like several months go by and like, did you know there's for you know, there's like water bottles and parking tickets that you just never really decide to clean out because you just kind of stop. Like you don't get much pleasure from the car anymore. Like it, it like, you know, it's just a car. It is what it is. You know, it's not going to like change your life or anything like that. But this type of example is, again, called the hedonic treadmill, where things can spike the way that we feel that makes us feel happy or sad, because it does happen when you're sad as well, for a small period of time. But ultimately, we're always going to come back to that baseline of happiness, where you kind of, they were at a baseline of happiness all the time, and if we get something new or something old or something breaks, we kind of go up and down. And then eventually, after time, we go back to that kind of baseline. But that's why there's this attack on materialism as ultimately it doesn't really bring a happiness because you're always going to go back to this baseline. Like that's why we try to compensate for it by buying these things. But in accordance to the hedonic treadmill or hedonism meaning pleasure, like you're never going to get anything really fulfilling out of buying stuff. Like so in terms of attachment to things then, our attachment to physical items, we take them for granted. Like we have phones, laptops, TVs, etc., etc., but we don't really appreciate them. Like I said, when we, when you first get it, but you, and you appreciate it, but after a while, like we just accept that as the norm. But it's when you lose these things or they stop working. It's when you really begin to realize like how much you needed them and how much you like you relied and appreciate them. That's why the historics preached about not having attachment to physical items because when you lose them, they're going to make you unhappy. And although you might get past the initial hedonic stage of pleasure, it's not going to make you happy anymore until you lose it. And then it's going to make you unhappy because you no longer have it and you're going to be sad. (laughs) Really, I'm going going on random words here. I'm kind of making all this up as I go along, but I'll do it for the podcast. I'm right. But, the act of having it and using it every day isn't going to bring you much joy or fulfillment. So you should not have like a massive attachment to these physical items because ultimately it's going to make you unhappy. And now that leads me to talk about loss and losing things like every morning. Is my phone going off there? I don't even know what that is. Uh, oh, Jesus. Okay. I'm ignoring that. Uh, every morning you should wake up and write down these things you're grateful for. Like, have a think about right now and write down them on your phone or pen and paper wherever it's close to you anyway and it's probably going to be very difficult for you like you'll probably say something like your health your phone your your tv or whatever it is like it might be easy or hard and you might think of superficial things but like take it from take it from another approach then let's say think of things you use uh let's say every single day like things you take for granted people in your life, people you come across. Now, imagine losing them. Like, imagine you, if your phone broke, imagine you lost your wallet or handbag or imagine you suddenly no clothes to wear. Like, you might be in Penny's clothes, and but you might be 
kitted out like entirely in a penny's clothes. But now imagine you've no money on and had no clothes like whatsoever. Like losing these clothes, you take for granted every day. Now I'd imagine you'd really want some like. So the Hisoics have this thing called uh, perceived loss, which I've mentioned again at the start. And what they did is that they'd imagine losing these things that they were dear to them or to use every single day. Things that they took for granted, like in front of me, I have my laptop, a mic, a phone, and, you know, a bed and everything else. Like I'm in my room essentially today. I'm usually in the kitchen doing this, but I think I'm in my room just because I'm kind of flaked out, you know. But um, yeah, but imagine any of these things breaking, like, I like I live at home, my family and my dog, and like imagine one of them dying. Like I might take it for granted living with them, but it's probably gonna sound really horrible and cynical. But like, what happens if someone close to me dies? Like, would I be distraught? Would I be incredibly upset? Would I really wish I treated them differently? Like, would I wish I spent more time, quality time with them? Like, imagine someone in your family passed away. Like, just really imagine losing things, and the historic principles involve really imagining something and it dying because at the end of the day like we're all temporary in this world like nothing lasts forever like except time like i really imagine how it would make you feel losing something and put yourself in that situation visualize it like it's going to be horrible and painful but ultimately you got to realize that's going to happen one day like for example like we are going to witness a death one way or another like that's like that's life it's horrible that's not a nice thing to say but like it it really is going to happen like i know i don't want to come across as this sociopathic like you know emotionless kind of person but it's kind of just unfortunately it's kind of how it's going to be in years to come or even sooner than you might think so by imagining like losing stuff and perceiving this loss you're going to be doing one of two things so number one would involve it's going to better prepare you for when the inevitable loss happens so if i practice losing my phone it's going to prepare me better for when my phone inevitably breaks or is lost, like I'm going to be able to handle it better. And it's like you live through things, like twice in life. Like number one, you live them through your mind. And number two, you live through them in reality. So visualization then is key as it gets you used to whatever never is going to happen. So number one, it sets you up and better prepares you for that loss. And it prepares you to be that strong person. Um, who who was it? Was it, I think it was Jordan B. Peterson. Yeah, I think it was him actually. He says, and "I'm going to be going off a bit off topic." But he says, "If you want to be the strongest person at a family member's funeral, you want to be the shoulder to cry on. You want to be like the pillar, someone strong that people look up to. Like so, it prepares you for the loss of things, albeit friends, family, materialistic items, or whatever." And number two is what I like the most. Like I don't want to off topic. We'll go back to the second point, but. This is what I like the most. It makes you grateful for things. So when you don't have something, you appreciate it more and you're grateful. So by imagining losing things, it's going to like do one or two things. Uh, number one, it's going to help you handle it and it loss better. And number two, you're going to be more grateful for it, appreciate it every single day. So that's why I think you should practice kind of gratitude every single day. Like I've been practicing gratitude now for the last few months and I've been more grateful for the things I have and all the things I have in my life. Like for an example, like instead of, I think I said this before in the motivation manifesto thing, but my motivation manifesto podcast, but um, like, like I, like I said, I like to compare myself to people who are 
less fortunate than me because it helps it makes me realize that wow i actually appreciate all these things i have like i like if i'm looking up to someone above me and wanting everything i have like that person above me might not even be happy you know what i mean like they say that a lot of celebrities are a lot more unhappier than the average person but um yeah, like I realized, like if I look down at someone less fortunate, I mean, you know, I have a clean, I have a clean house, I have a warm house, I have shelter, I have clothes, you know, I, I'm healthy, I have a phone, I have a laptop. And a lot of people in the world don't have, I have any of these sort of things. So that's kind of more the reason, more the power to me to brag my gratitude and everything. But I'm going to um, cut it there, please. You know, I'm open to all suggestions. I'm, I'm open to talk about anything, even if I don't have a clue. On the topic, I, I'd be more than happy to do some like research or insight into it. And yeah, I'm going to do two podcasting for now on. I'm going to try anyway. Um, we'll see what the reception is like first. But I think it's it's doing all right so far. But I'll leave it there today. And I'll talk to you in a while. See you later.